staying in Cork this time with Jim Wilson. Earlier I spoke to Jim, who was alongside the banks of the River Lee in search of the elusive otter. Well, Derek, uh, I'm here in the middle of Cork City and I've come to find out about otters. And I know that some of our listeners might think, Jim, should you not be going way out into the wilderness by the sea or at a lake or wherever? Uh, Wouldn't that be a better place to find out about otters? Well, you're in for a surprise because I've got someone here who's going to tell us all about otters right here in the middle of Cork City. So joining me now is Chris Moody. He is an otter fanatic. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Jim. Thanks. Otters. Tell us a little bit about them and, and why, why you like them. Well, I find them fascinating, really. Um, the Irish word for otters, and I'll try to get the pronunciation right, is madri ishka, which means water dog. They are very dog-like in a lot of ways. I kind of admire the little creatures because we film out on trail cameras out in Blackpool. Um, and in Blackpool we have the River Bride so we have otters moving up and down that river kind of uh, on a daily basis really and um, the difference between the Bride and the Lee is that the Lee you can come out on a walk like this and you can see them at all times of the day whereas in Blackpool you can only really uh, see them at night they're only moving up and down the river at night and in the very early hours of the morning so the only real chance you have of seeing them unless you get extremely lucky is by using trail cameras and how far is Blackpool from Pana, as we call it here in Cork, Patrick Street, the main seat at the centre? Well, it's about a 20-minute walk at most. I mean, you could do it. My wife says 17 minutes, but wow. 20 minutes you could easily so, walk. So it's right in the it, heart of the city, really. It, well, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. What I do is, generally, I would come out to the city uh, in the mornings. Um, and my daughter is actually at school in the city, so I would take the opportunity to drop her off at school and maybe around kind of half past nine, ten o'clock, walk this walk along the Lee here, along the uh, Cork Nature Network Otter Trail. And this area for me, particularly in the last two years, has been extremely lucky as far as spotting otters. What advice would you give our listeners if they want to try and see an otter? Because it doesn't obviously have to be here in Cork City. I mean, we've got otters in many parts of Ireland. So if you were to give them advice, getting the best chance to to see an otter, what should they do? How should they find out where they are? Well, just look. I mean, I didn't spot an otter. I've lived in the city for years and years, and uh, I live right in the heart of uh, Cork City, and I'd never seen an otter until I started looking for them. And you'd be amazed that most people don't even notice them because, they're first of all, their coats are kind of... Uh, if you look at the banks here, we can see that they're kind of a brown colour, and otters, are, again, are a brown colour. So the, uh, they kind of blend in, and they move. They're very uh, cautious movers as well, you know. They kind of keep a very low profile. But if you keep an eye out for them and you visit these places often, I'm here very often along this walk, you're, you're going to see one at some stage. Whether you're going to stumble, you're going to stumble with luck upon one or you'll keep your eye open and you might see a, a slight movement in the water. It helps if it's a calm day, if the water is still, because then you can see the movement in the water. And also you can often hear, if there's cubs or anything, you can hear that little noise that they make, which is like a little squeaking sound. How would I tell an otter from a dog going for a swim or a seal, which I heard that have been seen in the river all the way up here in Cork City? How would you tell one apart from some other animal that's, that's swimming around in the water? 
Well, otters are generally smaller than your, well, they're kind of between 8 and 12 kgs an adult otter. And there's a big difference between size between the male and female. The males are much bigger than the females. But the movement as well, like dogs are, uh, dogs are pretty good swimmers, but otters are like fish in the water. Uh, their, their movements are much more subdued, I think. The other point about seals as well, yeah, I've seen seals right up here. Uh, I remember one day, only last year, spotting a seal and right behind it were two otters. I mean, I'm talking right behind it, you know? Wow. So the seal, it's easy to tell the difference between the seal because the seal, uh, the, you can nearly see a seal is coming up towards you because it may, has like a big bow wave, you know? There's this big disturbance in the water, whereas otters, you, you generally you just see the little head just point, pointing up above the surface of the water and when it's moving, there's kind of a V-shaped. And when they dive, they're bubbles and their bubbles is this kind of, it's the, the air being squeezed out of the fur, the very dense fur floats on top of the water. What are they feeding on? Eels, crabs, fish, flat fish I've seen them feeding on. And the last time I was here, which would have been, the last time I got one on film would have been December, he appeared to be carrying a dead salmon in his mouth. It didn't appear to be putting up any kind of struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to Paddy Sleeman here, who is a researcher here at UCC, and he would be, he would be the go-to on otters in Cork. He's an expert on otters, mustelids in general. Uh, and he was saying it was probably a, a, a dead salmon that it had picked up. So they scavenge as well, obviously. They do, yeah. They ha- they've been known to scavenge as well. Okay. But yeah, they're quite capable of catching crabs and uh, fish. But yeah, I've, I've seen them catching crabs and fish and had one chewing on a crab right there below the, the bridge. Wow. Yeah. And so you'll, you'll, get them up on, you'll get them up on the land as well, eating and hanging out? And- yes, what, what, what tends to happen is that if they catch something that's a little bit uh, too difficult to eat on the water, because sometimes they'll swing over onto their backs and they'll hold it. Like a, actually, if you ever watch a dog eating, holding a bone or something, it'll clench, clench it between its paws. Well, otters kind of do the same thing. They'll, they'll clench it between their, their front paws and they'll chew on it. But occasionally they might get something that's too big or uncomfortable to eat in the water. As you can imagine, treading water and eating a sandwich is not easy. Or so, so what they do is they take it into the side of the bank and they might eat the rest of it there. Uh, I've seen them do it here, right here on the Lee Walk, and I've also seen it closer in the city where there's just the walls and the ladders. They've, they've taken it over to where the ladder is and hold onto the ladder and eat there. I've had some nice pictures actually of an otter doing that, you know. Wow. Well, uh, clutching onto the ladder and peeking up at me. Day or night, is, is, does it matter? I suppose day increases your chances of actually seeing them um, because obviously you have the light and everything. On a nice clear day as well, you know, uh, everything, you know, all that all increases your chances of spotting them. But um, along the Lee here, um, you know, the people say kind of nighttime is when otters come out. But along the Lee, I have seen them at all times of the day. I've seen them in the mornings, in the afternoons. And I've seen them in the evenings. And I think that maybe the way to spot them or the easiest way to spot them, I suppose, is when it's quiet and calm. And that's usually kind of when everybody's started going to work. There's another thing I've read about, which is their poop. When they have to go to the toilet or powder their nose, apparently that's a way of identifying them if they're about. Is, is this true? In, in areas where you're not going to necessarily be able to observe otters, you can use trail cameras, but, uh, but you can use Sprint as well. And Sprint is, I suppose the, the argument is not clear about exactly what Sprint is all about. I mean, you can Google this, but the, the general conce- idea is that it's a form of communication, territory marking perhaps. Um, but one of the theories is that it may be marking an area as having been fished. 
But the handy thing about it as well, because they don't just poop, they also wee or urinate. Yeah. That basically can give you an idea that the, an area is heavily used. Like in Blackpool, we have uh, under the N20 and... Uh, the N20, when they built the N20, um, they put in what's known as a mammal ledge along the culvert, which is, is a way of, uh, when, when the flow is fast, if you've ever tried wading a river, it can be quite difficult to move up against the flow of water. So they have these mammal ledges, and that enables the otter to move along the river bank or next to the river without having to cross the road. Because what happens is if you impede the movement of an otter, you can create a situation where they will try and navigate that by crossing the road and that's when otters can get knocked down and that is something that happens unfortunately fairly regularly. Okay, okay well I hope the listeners have gotten as much out of this conversation as I have. I will never walk the banks of my own lovely Lee as we'd say the same way again I will I will be keeping an eye out for these somewhat ephemeral creatures you know and uh, Hopefully, I'll get a chance to see them. Might even see them on the way home today. Chris, thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. Thank you very much.